0: You did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> Welcome to the Arista Gamer podcast. This is the podcast for December 2012. Tonight I am joined by Devin and Casey. You bet. How's it going? And uh you know, it's it's December. What is today's date? The 17th. It's just it's the 17th tonight. And uh, it's relatively close to, uh, to Xmas, Xmas, uh, a week from tomorrow. And uh, so, I mean, that's probably going to be a, re- a really big topic tonight. Um, so what for you guys, I, I know I know that last month I asked um, I asked Casey what what he wanted to what, what game he wanted to get most for Christmas. So I'm going to go ahead and offer this up to everybody. What game are you looking most forward to to maybe playing or receiving this holiday season?
1: Taking oh, a tag, that...
2: Tournament 2. Um, I really. That's hard to say, actually, because most of the games that I've been really, really needing to play are the ones I actually already have, like Assassin's Creed <laughs> 3. So, I mean, yeah, I can't yeah, say yeah. I want another copy of that.
0: Oh, man, you're right. It's that's the, that's the same case for me.
2: I mean, and with, I'll go with Prototype 2 because I actually like the first one a lot. Story, okay, so the story was kind of cheesy, but it's just so smooth of gameplay, and it's the best stress reliever I have thus far. And I just want to check out the second one. But otherwise, I don't know. Pokemon Black White 2? <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're into Pokemon and you already have that, yeah, that's probably going to be a good game. I mean, it's out and everything, but, I mean, a good game to play for the holiday season. yeah
2: i was trying to say, what game I would actually get because otherwise, the the other games I'm actually looking forward to the, are going to be games that are going to be free to play, like with Mech, where you're online, just now getting out of beta, and you have Command and Conquer coming out online, and these are going to be starting out as free to play games. So it's not like, I like, hey, here you go, it didn't cost a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've still got Dark Souls and Zone of the Enders HD Collection sitting on my on my tabletop right now, and I really want to play those games. But I think um, when I was in Japan, uh, I played Tekken Tag Tournament 2 a lot, and that game is really fun to play. Like, even if you're not uh, any, any into fighting games that much, Tekken Tag, TTT2, whatever it is, <clears throat> is probably just one of the most fun games, and it's very fluid. Like, it's, it's easy to grasp and understand uh, when you're using a controller or a fighting stick, and it's really fun to play.
2: Well, when I was in Japan and played the production copy of Fable Thirteen, so, <laughs> um, if you guys
0: read my post, I have a uh, post recommending games, um, for for the holiday season. Um, and I sort of, I sort of wrote it from the perspective of either somebody that doesn't know anything about games or maybe somebody who does, but is still confused about what to get somebody else. So I, I kind of wanted to run down this list and see if you guys had anything to add to it. So for casual gamers, I recommended just dance Four uh, and Mario party nine. Oh, and trials with,
2: evolution. You can't go wrong. with Tra- <laughs> Okay. I was going to say you can't go wrong with Mario party nine, but I've got to stick with trails on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, Trials Evolution. I mean, I I haven't had that
0: much fun in a long time. Where even if even if you're just playing single player, watching somebody try to do three backflips in a row and landing on their face and blood going everywhere, you're like, ah, oh, God, yeah, so worth it. Yeah,
2: that's pretty uh, much how I wake for my mornings, hoping that that happens at some point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean the fact that you can sit there and just have a lot of fun playing uh, a, essentially a platformer, but that's hidden in a, in you know racing with motorcycles. It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what what else would you add to that list? So for casual gamers, I mean, obviously you have dance games. Generally, what I classify as casual gamer is somebody who wants to just pick up a game, play it for a little while and put it back down. Uh, so Mario Party 9 is good for parties and hanging out with people. You can get in and sort of get out. Um, just dance. You can go and play one or two songs and dance around your living room and look like a fool. And same thing with trials. You can pick it up and you can put it back down really easy. So uh, do you guys have any anything to add to that for, for casual gamers?
2: Um, uh, I'd have to go with the the Soul caliber that came out recently, because there's some casual gamers that like to just do a straight-up button-mashing fighting game, and if you have a lot of people that are on the same level of skill, like me, which would be absolutely none whatsoever, then it could actually be quite hilarious. Yep.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the, the only problem with that is that Whenever they meet somebody like me, who's who's mastered how to mash the buttons and and spam the same three moves over and over again, they get really really tired of it.
2: And that's when we move to Mario Party, so we can just hate everyone.
0: Exactly, that's whenever we all get to hate Luigi.
1: I would say uh, actually Scribble Scribblenauts uh, or scri- any of the Scribble knots at all, because it, it I feel like that's one of those one game that uh, anybody with an, with a certain amount of imagination can like you can, anybody can hop in and enjoy it without feeling like they have to develop some kind of massive understanding of video games in general. It's just whatever they can think of in their head. So they can spend, you know, 20 minutes on the bus or whatever, like, ty- typing in, like, zombie gorillas and being like, oh, God, I have zombie gorillas. Let's see if I can get, like, rocket helicopters with uh marines on it or something.
0: Yeah, I actually, we played this... um we played this. It was me, Mike, and Felix doing the, playing this game. Unfortunately, um, Felix is a moron. And so our guy <laughs> our guy was like smelly. And so we were like, well, it's okay. So what do you do? Uh, I don't know. To make him take a shower. And then he was wet and we didn't know how to dry him off. So we were like, okay, let's go back to smelly. And then how. And Feet just comes up with a brilliant idea. And he's like, no, sp- spawn a perfume shower. Yeah, perfume <laughs> shower will work. And we're like, What? a perfume shower and no of course it's not going to work what an idiot it's 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 things like that so you start to you start to find what the limitations are you reasonably you're like okay i don't know blue sad businessman okay then somebody there's a, there's you know a smurf who's really who's got a frowny face on okay great but perfume shower
1: perfume
2: say yeah. a perfume shower for you. <laughs> I don't so know, what,
1: what about a of... uh, family or kid kids' games?
2: I oh. said Soul Calibur.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, Soul well. Calibur. I mean, the, <laughs> the, what's officially on the list is Nintendo Land, um, Professor Layton, uh, Miracle Mask, and Minecraft. Uh, either 360 or for PC.
2: What I mean, I figured... The, uh, I, sorry, have go. they improved Minecraft at the 360 at all?
0: Yes. Um... Yeah, they they upgraded it to 1.8. It's got all the stuff that 1.8 has now. Um the only the only problem that you'll find, I mean it has some advantages over the PC version, but the only problem that you'll find with it is that you you still get all of the recipes. So if you're interested in learning and like, you know, struggling through the first, you know, 2 hours of the game just trying to figure out how to do stuff, then yeah, you're going to you're going to be displeased because you're going to be like, "Oh, how do I bake a cake?" "Oh, oh okay, I found that."
1: Yeah, but I think that would be more beneficial for kids and families because they don't they don't get frustrated in trying to figure it out or like spend the first like twenty minutes not knowing not understanding the concept and how or, or not figuring out how to make like uh flint and steel or something like that. At then they it, haven't
2: earned to play the game. Well, I mean, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Uh, that's that was the argument that I used to have, but at the same time, you know, some people just want to get in and and build a giant house face and leave um but and and that's okay uh and the 360 version does have some things over uh the the uh PC version it has LAN mode so i mean you can do split screen multiplayer on the same on the same console um and people can just run around in the exact same world so you can it's a lot easier that, to that get your friends intense.
2: together huh that that's
1: fun
0: that just sounds intense split screen minecraft yeah man just running around and 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 just decreeper shooting anyone Yeah, oh, oh, man.
1: Simultaneously running in creeps at the Mm. same time.
0: So, yeah, there's that, and then I added on Nintendo Land and Professor Layton. Obviously, Professor Layton, I'm going to pick that because, you know, that promotes uh, thinking and puzzle-solving abilities, and those are things I appreciate. Uh, and Nintendo land, because believe it or not, Nintendo land did the exact same thing to me that we sports did where I was like, this is just going to be really stupid. And then I started playing it and I was like, Oh man, this is actually really fun. It's <laughs> like uh, the Mario chase game is excellent. Uh, the, uh, there's this one Luigi's mansion, like ghost grabbing game. That's really fun. The Metroid game is really fun. And, uh, uh, the Zelda game. Guys, guys, the Zelda game. The sword in the Zelda game is one-to-one. Zelda game, guys. The Zelda game, guys. Guys, the sword. Guys. The sword is one-to-one. It's the exact same controller. Exact same controller from, like, I play with my Skyward Sword controller. It was following me one-to-one. I was so mad.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Like, There really has been no change. Yeah, there's no change in hardware. All they did was make the software better like why why couldn't why and to know why you do this to me <laughs> 1080p though T- 1080p yeah 1080p yeah that's right 1080p. add in add in 1080p. that extra add in that, that extra digit and we're all good it does look really pretty though
2: <laughs> it is pretty yeah,
1: it's so pretty <laughs>
0: It's really good. I, I like it a lot. Um, Nintendo Land, granted, it's really weird to play it by yourself. It's definitely more of a party game. It's kind of like sitting at home being like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I'll probably play some uh, some Wii Bowling. Well, who's coming over? Uh, no, it's just me. I just like to work on my bowling game. Said nobody ever. We just lost our bowling audience. Well done. Yeah, we didn't need them anyway. Um, <laughs> so the the last category that I had was for hardcore gamers because sometimes, I mean, so we're all friends. Shopping for gamers is really difficult because generally they've already played the games that they want to play for the year. And so you've either got to introduce to them something that they discounted and thought wasn't going to be good or, or something maybe they haven't heard of or something that's going to occupy their time. And it, it's, it can be really difficult to shop for those kinds of people. So for them, them
2: Steam gift cards.
0: Yeah, you can get them Steam gift cards. Um, that was that was definitely on my list. Was that or like you know iTunes gift cards or whatever? I, I instead chose to go with something that was something that was a less a, a little less kind of cop Um I went with a GameFly subscription. Um, so I mean that comes with an unlimited supply of um, it's kind of a small library, but it's PC games. So you can play as many other PC games. You can install them locally and all you want. And, uh, you know, you can play them and you can also get the discs, right? Um, so it's like Netflix, but for games, it's great. Uh, I like, I like it. I'm actually canceling it because I don't use it enough, but I mean, if, you know,
2: which really did in this advertisement, I
0: know, I know, <laughs> I but love it. it's I great just, I'm canceling it. Cause I don't use it. I'm being, I'm being truthful here though, because I, C- CSGO has come into my life and has filled the void. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. What little time I've been able to have to game this semester has been Planet Side 2 or CSGO. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, the games that
0: I the the, I recommended two games to these people. Number one was Sound Shapes. Sound Shapes, I thought, was excellent. Um, The platforming, the Sound Shapes, the platforming was really excellent. The music is great. Some of it was done by uh, Beck. There was an entire album done by Beck. I mean, it's not a whole album, obviously, but there was an album done by Beck and one done by Dead Mouse. Um, which are both obviously really credible musicians. Also, the guy who did the soundtrack for um, uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, uh, he, he also did one. Huh? That was Howard Shore.
2: Okay. That How-
0: Howard Shore did one. That's um, the
2: guy that did Lord of the Rings. Never mind. Geez. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know. I think I I can name all like let let me name the classic the composers that I know that are still alive. Number one, uh, Howard Shore.
2: I just told you.
0: Uh, Clint Mansell. Number two, uh, um, John Williams. Is he still alive? Yes, he's. (laughs) Okay, we're done. Uh, Moving on. Nobuo Uematsu. Okay. uh, and the last game that I recommended was Xenoblade Chronicles. The only problem with it that I found was that, uh, unfortunately, it was too long. That's the really? only bad thing about it. It's just really long. I took a look, and there's a website that categor- that uh, that categorizes how long it takes to beat a specific game. Um, the shortest, like, bare-bones, no-side-quest run-through of this game was 50 hours. Jeez. Um, and the longest one where you go through and you collect everything was 200. Whoa. And I mean, uh, this is a game on a single disc for the Wii.
2: <laughs> that's like that uh,
1: Bethesda did with Skyrim. It's not.
2: Yeah, it's not the kind of game that I would automatically think of that I devote that kind of time to. Yeah,
0: exactly, and that's why I thought
2: you know, for hardcore gamers, people that maybe
0: haven't heard it before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's no good really games on the Wii. There's no RPGs to be certain. This game is actually really good. The story is fun. The dialogue, the dialogue can get kind of uh, kind of uh, awful because there's a character in there named Ryan, and all he says is, "It's Rhine time." All the time. And they say it with these British accents, and it's cute for the first hour, and then the other 200 hours, you're like, stop, Ryan. It's not Ryan time anymore. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like get up on the Hydra's back.
1: Anybody? Get up.
2: Get up. Get <laughs> up on the Hydra's back.
1: Uh, I think to that Far Cry 3. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I mean, I, I wish I had actually picked that up and played it, because I hear from... Everybody that has played it, a couple of friends that picked him up, picked it up. It was a really interesting and fun game to deal to to play and go through. And uh, I, n- I never played much of the Far Cry series, but I, you know, from what I hear, this one's really entertaining. So,
0: well, I also hear that the the main the main villain in it is really interesting. I read. Um... Where somebody was just talking about how he's the most interesting, well developed villain in some time and they really want him to come back for the third one. And there's wow. in, the, in the fourth one. And, and there's already a petition going with tons of people signing their names for it. <laughs> cool. So I mean good for them. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Sorry. I noticed a typo in one of these posts, so I'm going to go correct it. <laughs> Oh, Stop
2: wow. multitasking. Bring a podcast. Jeez. I'm sorry. All right, fine. I'll go with this one. Uh, the game I would recommend, other than CSGO, because I would always have a recommendation, I'd have to go with Planetside too. Otherwise, just because it's free, so you really don't have an excuse not playing it, unless for some reason you're you're not capable to do so with your PC, which in other cases, why are you listening to this podcast? But <laughs> the game itself is actually very very clever and you will get a little frustrated with how long it takes to earn in-game money to be able to get the next weapon don't don't come into this game with the mindset of any kind of call of duty game ever because you're it's not going to happen you're going to be using a standard weapon for a very long time and you're going to have to get used to the bullet drops on it and everything and but when you do it's it's a lot of fun to play and being able to play a game like that on such massive maps and uh, setting up the, the checkpoint system, trying to get to these one points, and then you lose it, and then you regain it. it. It's a lot of fun, and I've been surprised at how much I've enjoyed playing it, and I would recommend it to anyone, because you really have nothing to lose. It gives, I mean, hey, it's free. Come on.
0: Yeah, I actually have never played it. I really want to. Um, because I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Just like Chivalry, all I heard was good things about it, and then I uh, did Sean's homework for him one time, and then he was like, okay, well, now I'm going to buy you a game, so he bought me that one. Um,
2: and now I play it and it's awesome. I've, I need to check out um, two of the classes. I played someone engineer, or not engineer, on uh, the light assault because it has jetpacks. I like jetpacks and it's fun flying around shooting people with a the jetpack. The, uh, like course, tribes? The up, yeah, like tribes with jetpacks. And of course, I played on this uh, recon sniper class a lot, and it's fun because it actually requires you to use mill dots to make up for bullet drop. And if there's a little bit of gust of wind and maybe three areas on the map, which isn't much, but it, you have to learn how to compensate with that one too if you're not used to it. So it, it's a lot of fun, but it's not overly complicated that it's going to take incredible amount of hours just be able to nail one long range shot like it took when I started playing bad company 2 that that took a while to get used to but this one it just it just came a lot more naturally and I gave credit to the game engine on that one so you know
0: so kudos to them kudos <laughs>
2: yeah big ups <laughs>
0: um the last I had a lightning round at the very end which was just You know, these may apply to like one specific person in your life, but if it does, you know exactly what to get them now. So someone who's too deep for their own good, dear Esther, because uh, if you need a source to play, it's probably a good gift. Um, Significant other who's not as into games as you are, Minecraft, either PC or uh, 360. I haven't met a person that has played Minecraft that hasn't been like, oh, well, that was at least entertaining. I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, well, that's just for people who, you know, who have nothing better to do with their lives, but they haven't actually played it. So, bleh.
2: Well, that's the argument that they would give for anyone playing a video game, not just Minecraft. It's like, oh, you have nothing else better than you, you can sit in your butt and play video games. Like, heck yeah, I am. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's right. What are you going to go do? Well, know, I'm going to go work out make myself healthy. stupid. <laughs> I do know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm trying to live. <laughs> Idiots. Um... Another game, uh, let's see, somebody who is still playing Diablo 2 because they think Diablo 3 sucks, Torchlight 2, because it's actually a really good game. Yep. That's the greatest
2: category, and it's so accurate. It really, really is.
0: And uh, mom or dad who stopped playing games at Super NES, uh, I recommended buying them. If you have the money, like if you make a ton of money, the Wii U, because it's awesome – um, if not, buy them uh, one of those off-brand SNES consoles because those still play games and just remind them how much fun Super Metroid is and playing Super Mario World. <laughs>
2: Man, if they if they actually wanted the fond memories of that, you wouldn't go for some third-party off-brand, plays NES and SNES and N64 games all-in-one. Things. You'd, you'd go to eBay and you'd find yourself an actual console. Come on.
0: Well, while that's true, I mean, there is some merit in being able to play regular NES games and uh, SNES games at the same time. Well, I mean, not at the same time, but on the same console.
2: (laughs) At the same time! Oh my god! One controller, two games, can you beat both at the same time? (laughs) One man, one desire.
0: (laughs) So, that actually leads me into uh, another thing. So I'd like to talk about uh, holiday gaming memories. So I know... You know, It's this time of year. A lot of us, whenever we were kids, got either consoles or games or had some sort of gaming experience we want to share with people. Um, I'm going to start this off at the lowest point possible um, so that we can go up from there. All right, here we go. So I um, – it was – I forgot how long ago it was, but it was the year that Metroid Prime came out. And I, uh, I was playing. Uh, I was, I was hanging around with my family, and I got Metroid Prime for Christmas. I was really excited, and so I went to my room and I started to play it. And then I hear a knock on the door, and it's Fee. And this was the year that it had snowed, I believe. It, I was seventeen at the time. Maybe it was, maybe it was Metroid Prime Two. Um, so I, you know, I was in high school, and I basically was like, okay, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay inside and play this game. Well, Fee comes over to my house, and he's like, hey, let's go outside and build a snowman, and I was like. Uh dude, I'm kind of hanging out with my family right now, which wasn't true. I was just playing Metroid Prime and he was like, "Oh, okay." Turns out, uh not an hour earlier at Felix's Christmas, uh he unwrapped uh not not two gifts, but one gift. And that one gift, and that one gift was one That one gift was one pencil. <laughs> One one pencil he got for Christmas And he came over looking for some friendship And I was like nah brah Metroid
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man that's Laughing at his expense
0: He didn't let me know until like six months later He was like yeah I only got pencils for Christmas And I was like dude you should have told me I would have invited you in
2: (laughs) I probably wouldn't have, but what? No, you wouldn't have. Don't even lie. You still, would, mean, have gone with, you still would have gone with a family excuse. Come on. It was the come on. Metroid. You, it's you Metroid. Finish. Come on. Come on. It, you gotta finish Metroid. Alright, what about you, Casey? Uh.
1: Okay, uh, I remember the Christmas day I got my N64. So, um. I had, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad had the Super Nintendo in the living room, and so I would have to kind of, not necessarily fight with him, but, like, I would have to sneak in and play because either he would be playing uh, Link to the Past or something else, or he'd be watching football. So I'd have to kind of sneak in time when I could. So for a long time, I, uh, like, got kind of uh, various games, like uh, Link to the Past, uh, uh, Aladdin or Toy Story. Those were fun games that I played when I was a kid. Uh, finally, Christmas morning comes around, and uh, I start unwrapping this big box. And the box is a box of rollerblades. It was like it's a, it, it, on the front had rollerblades and stuff. So I was like about to be depressed because I was like I don't use rollerblades but okay this is cool and so then i opened the box up and i you know that uh meme about the crazy kid going nuts about the n64 that was about yeah. as, as as high a level as i was i was just ridiculously <laughs> excited because it came with um ocarina of time oh nice i just went nuts because i was just like oh my god this is the best thing in the world so um I, I and like the the only sad part about it was that I couldn't play it yet. So I like my par- my parents did the, like the responsible thing and they made me wait until like the end of the day after we had like gone visit family and stuff. And then I came home and I finally plugged it in and stuff and I said and I I think I finished Ocarina of Time before I went back to school. Like I I woke up, played it, went back to bed, woke up, played it, went back to bed and I did that nonstop for I think two or three days. It was it was like the best experience I had when I was a kid, uh, only because Uh, my mom would come in and like ask me a question and I would completely ignore her And she'd she'd get- she'd get- she'd get get frustrated at me and so then I'd like pause it and then I'd turn around and like Tell her to just go away and (laughs) No, like normally I was a good- I was a good kid and and that was the one time where like the inner like game (laughs) In me came out and I was just- oh sorry game (laughs) In me came out (laughs)
0: no that that's not okay either
2: that was an
1: improvement
0: <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> oh god Casey, <laughs> okay, so you're making things worse so Dylan, and you also hate your
2: mom Today, so um, how about your story all right so okay Actually, I actually have a good one. All right. So, I remember this one year I gave this really weird kid down the street a pencil for Christmas. <laughs> um all right. Actually, no. My memory is a little different because for me, I growing up, I didn't we we had the Nintendo. My brother had the uh, old NES and his Commodore 64, and that's what we had. And we didn't really get to play that often, because uh, we were a lot of the times about family time, when everyone was at home and everything, so I didn't really play mini-video games at all growing up. Pretty much, it was what I was able to play when I got to an arcade at the mall next to the movie theater. But for special holidays is when we got to game our little, you know, butts off. We for Christmas and for birthdays especially. So for this Christmas we got the NES and the games that we had were Top Gun and RC Pro AM and of course Mario and a few others that I can't remember right now. But mostly I was obsessed with playing Mario because that was the one game I was actually good at and because of the short amount of time that we actually had to play I would make sure I would find the fastest way possible to get through the level just because I wanted to get to the next level before my time ran out. And it ended up me being able to build up a skill to do a speed run because I, I didn't even know that that was a thing when I was a kid. I just wanted to get to the next level before I wouldn't even get to play it for you know, in the next several months. So I ended up building up these speed runs and being able to beat my brother who's nine years older than me by times that are a good four or five minutes ahead of his. And it, it was absolutely fun because... I never could beat him at anything, but being able to play a game like that, that he had owned, that he had played a lot more than I had, and still being able to get times a lot farther ahead than him, and just seeing him being completely confused how this little, you know, 8 or 9 year old just kicked his butt at a game like this, but... It's it. I, it was really good because for me it was a bonding time too with my brother. Other than I mean we bonded a lot when we went to the arcade and such. But during that time we really bonded because that was when I wasn't the weakling that had to have my face shoved into the snow or f- ice or you know whatever we had on hand a cake that uh, I actually came out on top. So it for me, for me it, it was actually still family time, but it was a personal time too, and it really introduced me to gaming in a competitive way.
0: Yeah, that sounds really like awesome. I, I never my siblings never really played games with me. I was kind of young. And so, I mean, by the time, you know, I, I was still interested in video games. They were in high school and out and doing whatever with their lives. But I mean, that that's a really that's a really cool thing. I, th- I think games tend to either bring together or separate siblings and they create the most memories. And it's crazy how, you know, I can ask us about you know, gaming memories and something, you know, gaming around the holidays. And generally we go back to anywhere between high school all the way down to elementary school. And like that's, so that's an experiment that I'm going to be running. Uh, I'm going to announce it here. I don't know if I've announced it before, but um, next year, somewhere between March and May, what I'm going to do is take off one complete month from Arista Gamer. Um i'm gonna queue up all my posts beforehand, make sure that everything is handled, and then I'm taking one entire month off of external projects, be it Arista gamer or um you know my other YouTube series or you know writing a book or whatever I'm taking off all of that, and all I'm gonna do is come home and play games and hang out and you know just just hang out basically because I think. You know, as we get older, you, you start, I mean, and it's, it's, it happens to all of us. You start to get less interested in games because you're like, I just don't have the time. I mean, especially Xeno saga, because you're going, you go, okay, there's, you know, it, this game, it takes 50 hours to beat minimum. And do I have that kind of time to dedicate to it? No, I really don't. I mean, I wish I did, because it's a great game. I just just can't. And I want to get engrossed in it, and I want to be enveloped by this game and pulled into its world, but I can't allow myself to, because I don't have the time. So... That's what I think is not so much that we're getting older and more mature and that, you know, gaming is sort of becoming less a part of our lives. I think we have to make a concerted effort to do that. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to see if it really is just a problem with time or maybe it is a maturity thing because I want to take an entire month where all I'm doing is going in to work and then I come back home, and I pick up a game. I start playing it. All I think about all day while I'm at work is playing this game. How can I get past this next part? That's the kind of experience that I want to get back. So that's what I'm going to be doing sometime. For an entire month next month, I'm going to write up my uh, my experiences at the end and you know, let them know. And and you know, sort of let people know what my experience is with it. What do you guys think?
2: That sounds awesome. I, I really wish I had that kind of option. Um, I'd love to do that. I mean, I'd like to find a time that I could do something like that for you know extended period of time, like a month, that I can take care of whatever priorities I have, but otherwise, pretty much what time I would be able to devote... I would keep that concentrated on gaming just in general, being able to game. And I guess for me, I would make sure it would be gaming in a social way too, that if I'm not gaming with a mic on, then I can't be gaming at that point. Because a lot of the times when I have some free time playing, you know, I'll pick back up Skyrim or play some Assassin's Creed. And as excellent as games those are, it's, it's still, it's, it's giving me downtime for me, but it's not as much of a socializing area. And I want to be able to, spend an extended period of time where I don't pick up any kind of single player, where I devote only just to a multiplayer, and then I have to actually talk and be involved with that and and see how I would feel at the end of that because that, that sounds like it could be interesting, but then again, yeah. it's just about finding time for that, you know.
1: Yeah, I think I'd actually do the exact opposite of Devin because I play uh, League of Legends a lot, so I'm, I'm very social with uh, talking about the game with other people and, you know, discussing it and stuff. Um, so I think what I want to do is I want to pick a game like Ni no Kuni or Far Cry Three or uh, Dark Souls, and I like sit down and start it and continue playing until I was absolutely satisfied with the fact that I'd finished it. I think I'd like to, if if I could, you know, go like you said, uh, go to work, come home, play the game. But I want to, I think I want to do it on one game because I've gotten to the point where I've got uh, we we've, we've all have like three or four or five different games that we want to start and finish because we want to play them i think I think I'd pick one game and play it from start to finish until I had been satisfied that I had finished the game, and then after that i uh, I would move on to the next one
0: yeah i mean and, and it's really difficult especially for for devin and and casey to 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 make this kind of choice because devin I mean you're going through you're going through college still and and it's I mean you're going still, you're,
2: you're good yeah. God, well
0: dude, I mean you're man. going through like you're and you're going through like medical training like that is that it's takes up so way time more time consuming.
2: it is so time consuming it's gonna be worth it I mean I have no regrets I absolutely love it, but it's just so time consuming exactly and I mean Casey, Casey's so people that don't
0: know like on this podcast Casey he doesn't like you know how you're generally like, oh he well doesn't yeah, I'm probably gonna do
2: anything, my God.
0: <laughs> I'm probably gonna go to sleep, I don't know, between like uh, I don't know, any any anywhere between ten PM and three AM. Casey just sleeps when he can because <laughs> his job dictates that he be there at some time and leave at some
1: time and those two times are very flexible. Yeah, they are, and I'm going back to school in January to be an engineer, and you know how what being an engineer means, Colbert.
0: Yeah, and it takes it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. And I mean, even me, my job is now starting to require me to work sixty hour weeks sometimes. But I mean, I, I like I'm gonna take a month and just and just do it because I uh, I was thinking about it. And I I just thought, you know, what was the last game that really, really sucked me in really, really hard? And it was probably Skyrim um, was as close to uh, was as close as I could get to that. Um, If I had to take it back, it was um, I mean, Journey was good, uh, but it was it was such a short experience. Um, and and it wasn't something that I had to dedicate more than one day to. I could I could crank it out after work one day. There was no need to to space out my gaming time, and the, and there was no need to think about it any more than from whenever I started to when I ended. Um, it was one solid experience that I could complete in one go. Uh, and I, I think Skyrim did that pretty well. Final Fantasy VI was one of the last times that that happened to me. Uh, Chrono Trigger actually I played in high school. Um, on an emulator and all day i would look forward to getting to that class so that i could play more on the game and i i researched it and i did you know and it, yeah ace attorney also was good for that um unfortunately i didn't really get that sense with like ace attorney four because by that time engineering had ob- had uh, had gotten really 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 time consuming for me by that time i was i was in project lab i was having to go through um you know through through tons of classes and lab work and you know, staying late nights in the lab and then you know suddenly this game comes and i'm like oh, okay new characters that i have to care about okay i just i kind of just want to get done with the game and it's a good game but eh, i just i i really don't have time to get into this as much as i want to and so yeah, I think I I think it's a really important aspect and I think it's something that we sort of lose sight of as we get more mature because we're like, okay, well, whenever I get home, I've got to do the laundry and I have to go make sure that this package gets off on time and I also have to oh no, I forgot that I got to cook dinner for the week, so I got to go to the grocery store and go buy ingredients for that and uh, oh, also my cats have a vet appointment tomorrow, so I got to go do that and it's you get you get really caught up in what you have to do and there are so many more things that you have to do and if you start sort of cutting them out you leave more time for yourself you leave more time for you to ingest what you're doing and so something even as simple as you know going to the park can become a way better experience whenever you're not saying oh i gotta get home in an hour otherwise you know the laundry is going to start to smell because it's in the it's in the washer and i think gaming is the same way
1: yeah i i I mean i don't know if this happens to you but i'm sure we all have like, gaming recommendations from everybody. So you end up having, like, a list of games that you want to play or that are on the list of things that I want to play eventually. And so then it starts feeling like a chore when you have four or five or six games or 10 or 12 games that are on on that list and... Uh, you want to play them because I'm sure you sure they're fun games your friends recommended or you see one that you want to play, but then you want to finish this game or that game first or you have a game like Counter-Strike Go or League of Legends that you constantly play that takes up a good portion of your time that you never really tear yourself away from to sit down and play. I mean, I have to... I'm going back and playing uh, Wind Waker, for example, and I, I have to actually tear myself away from my computer so I can sit down in a different room to make myself sit down and play it and i enjoy it but it, it's kind of like you have to make yourself sit, take the time and and kind of uh don't tell yourself that you have to but tell yourself that you should you know stop for a second and smell the proverbial roses to quote a cliche <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: that, yeah all right
1: that works. <laughs> to quote a cliche um
2: i I was actually sitting here thinking when Kobe mentioned the games that really drew you in, and I was thinking that, yeah, about this last time was with Skyrim. There have been plenty of games that I've really enjoyed playing, but it's those kind of games where I'm able to easily walk away from them saying, you know what, that's a good stopping point. I'm going to pick this up whenever I can. I'm going to get back, get back to studying Endocrine or whatever I have to do for that day. And, you know, Borderlands 2 was fun for that. Mass Effect, of course, I absolutely love that entire series, but it, it was one of those things where I wasn't sitting in a lecture or wasn't sitting doing some kind of work that had to get done right there and I'm in th- all I can think about is just getting this done so I can keep playing the game. Skyrim did that and coincidentally before Skyrim it was Oblivion that did that for me. But in between I really can't think of anything else that really draws me in that I just want to play and only play for an obscene amount of time and before Oblivion I think would have to be the original Command and Conquer Red Alert and with that the original Command and Conquer just because I've been playing those off and on since I was first introduced to them by my brother back in you know 95, 96 and I just, that was my first entry into PC gaming so of course I I fell in love with those games and still continue playing them on emulators and whatnot. but in between that time and when uh, my best friend Justin introduced me to Oblivion it's just It's been games that I've been able to sit down and walk away from and kind of get on with my life, but I really kind of miss that feeling that Skyrim did – that Skyrim had and Oblivion had that just – takes my whole focus. I mean, it sounds kind of juvenile that you miss being distracted with things that actually matter and things that you should be responsible about just to be able to focus on something that's trivial, but it has this kind of innocence to this. I mean, it has this way of being able to, yeah, another cliche, getting in tune with your inner child, but in a, in a way it, it really is important to be able to do that too, because then you're able to clear your mind of things and you're able to really, really enjoy the things around you when you can, actually feel satisfied when I was able to set down Oblivion and to the point where I wasn't technically bored with it but I just didn't want to keep playing it for a while I didn't even want to look up how many hours I put into that game but yeah, I really yeah. felt satisfied walking with it like you know what I thought of every strategy I could I thought of every cool way of exploiting this game you know, I, you know a good friend of mine Mark came up with this idea of being able to stay in the dungeon in the beginning before you even leave and do anything and leveled up everything he could right there just to see what it would be like to start the game with everything maxed out and i mean it, that, that kind of stuff is ridiculous but it's a lot of fun when you accomplish it and i really miss that feeling of accomplishment
0: yeah i, I agree and, and i think it's something that <clears throat> that that is lost not necessarily due to you know maturity or anything but i think i think it really is just time and i really want to prove that yep excuse me so with that um, Keeping that in mind, what games are you excited about? Because, I mean, 20, 2012 is almost over. 2012, we're about to throw out like an old pair of shoes and we're about to slip on some nice 2013s and walk around for another year. So, Doesn't I wonder what,
2: what we recommend. Doesn't matter. The world's ending in what? Four days? Five days?
0: Yeah, it's There's Friday.
2: About... Friday, I found out, is whenever yeah. the world ends,
0: which is really inconvenient because yeah. I'm driving to
2: Houston. So. So I my mean, recommendation is to not get a game. Buy a bomb shelter. <laughs> um, you know? Bomb with okay.
1: You
0: in, in it. I mean, are just being okay. silly? <laughs> so, what games are you guys excited about for 2013?
1: Hmm. The two Half-Life Three. Uh... <laughs> uh, the two that probably make me the most excited are actually coming out in the first quarter, which is a uh... Uh, Bioshock Infinite and Nino Cooney. Why'd you take both of mine? Both of them? You took both of mine. Deal with it. Because I spoke first. Ha ha. No. You can, you, those could be yours too? Do we, can, we, can we agree on something for once? No.
0: Just just start talking and I'll just be mad.
1: I'll oh, okay. go over here and be mad. Okay. Uh, Nino Cooney and Bioshock Infinite are probably some of the more interesting ones that I've seen. I mean, I'm sure we'll see, like... Uh I'm I'm assuming another Assassin's Creed will come out eventually. Uh or another Call of Duty or Halo we'll see something about Halo Four, but I think Nino Kuni and Bioshock Infinite are some of the more unique uh IPs coming out and it'll be kind of fun uh to see how uh people react with Bioshock considering it's been delayed for so long. Are you still mad, Colby? Are you sitting there mad and
2: Yep,
0: mean? I'm I'm fuming.
2: <laughs> uh I, I, I no I I'm think... talking. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm not looking forward to the next Call of Duty, but I'm just biased on that, so I won't go further detail. Um, I actually made mention of a couple of the games that I'm looking forward to that are going to be the couple of the free-to-plays, when they have Warrior Online come out in full force, as well as the Command & Conquer Online come out, just because I, I want to see where those go, but otherwise, I think what I'm most looking forward to is really hard to think of right this second, so... Actually you can go ahead and talk. I didn't think oh God
1: through. Yeah. Uh, okay, think before you speak sir.
0: The game that I'm really excited about, which I'm pretty sure is coming out in 2013, is anybody watchdogs <laughs> watchdogs man. I mean, we saw that we saw that demo at E3 that doesn't mean that it's coming out this year. It doesn't even mean that it's going to be you know officially dated this year, but I mean, who knows they, they did have they did have a video. They had some gameplay in there, so maybe they're close enough to get it out in 2013 at the very least. Um, I'm also excited about um, the unveiling of the Durango and the Orbis, the next Xbox and PS3 consoles, and I'm excited to see what launch titles they have there.
1: That should be interesting. Also, I got it. Ace Attorney
2: Five. I got it. I, th- I remembered. I got this. All right. All right. You guys, you ready? You ready for this? All right. So um, big titles. I can't believe I forgot about these. That's why I'm a little embarrassed with this. But Elder Scrolls Online, I'm excited about that. I want to see what happens with that just because I never played an MMO. I don't care about MMOs, but this one actually intrigues me, and I want to see what happens with this. I'm going to let it be out for a while before I actually play it because I was intrigued by Star Wars Online, and then it was out for about five, six months, and then I am glad I didn't actually follow through on getting it. So I want to see what happens with Elder Scrolls Online, but honestly, The Last of Us really looks cool. Oh yeah, and I want to see that thing come out. I, I well, of course, I want to see it come out, but I want to see where they go with that game because it just looks really artistic. And I I have a kind of a soft spot for artistic games like that. Like Heavy Rain, one of my favorite games, and it's really more of an interactive story than it is a game, but it's still. Really drew me in with classic literary elements, so I just absolutely love that, and I want to see where that goes.
1: Uh, Beyond Two Souls, that one's gonna look interesting.
0: Yep, yep, that's the that's the uh, that's the like a heavy rain spiritual successor that has better faces in Ellen Page.
1: Yep, <laughs>
2: isn't the new SimCity coming out this coming year? Yes, uh, also the new Dove May Cry, yeah. Yeah. SimCity, I'll to add that one on my list. And uh Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh jeez, I, I thought you said you Sin you City.
0: I was like I haven't Sin... heard anything about a new Sin City movie. Why why are we talking I really actually, want to they're... talk about that now, but no SimCity with that, an yeah. M. <laughs> Dumb SimCity.
2: Oh maybe maybe they'll actually release the DLC for PS3 with Skyrim. Who knows?
0: Ooh. Maybe <laughs> PS3 will actually catch up and get that nasty save glitch out. Ooh.
2: Maybe I'll I mean, just I don't, buy it I don't a PC. understand. They are out of excuses. This is just pathetic with the
0: Yeah, I don't What are you doing, Bethesda? And don't get me wrong. Like it's probably also partially Sony's fault. Like because Bethesda makes good games and It works fine on the 360, works fine on the PC. I don't know why it doesn't work fine on the, on the PS3. I mean, come on. Sony just just bite the bullet and give them some help. Dedicate an intern to it. Just the one. No kidding. Yeah, uh, Casey, your your mic is muted now. <laughs> <laughs> just keep talking. Just keep... There. Oh, there, oh geez, we there we go. <laughs> what was that?
1: That was uh, uh, this the the off and on switch on my microphone volume slider. Oh yeah, that's right. You said that it's really sensitive, right? It is, and so I stepped up. I stood up to adjust my pants.
0: That's, go wow. <laughs> well, Casey, I didn't understand how excited this podcast made you, but now I do, and I'll keep that
2: in mind. All right, I found the list that I'd made I'm up for so this. Uh, the South Park game. I'm oh, God, kind of yes, Stick of Truth. I'm really looking forward to yeah. Stick of Truth. I am looking forward to... I know Daisy's is already out, but it's going to be released solo mod. It's, you don't have yeah. to use Arma 2 in order to play Daisy, and I really want to play DayZ. I just don't want to get Arma 2 to play a mod, you know?
0: Same here. Yep. So, I want to you know. I, I, I I jump into that, especially after I saw Peanut Butter Gamer's hardcore game series on it. It's only like three episodes long because everybody died, but I really want to play it. Yeah. I mean, any game in which... You know, you can take seven people who are adept at playing games and they all die in the first, like, three episodes. Yeah, it's got to be good.
2: Yep. Heck yeah. All right, so all right, I have a question for you two then. All right, what games yep. – or actually anyone out there because people are still looking to talk. Um, What games that you know are coming out that you're going to check out but you really don't have much faith in it, that you're not really looking forward to it but you're still going to play it because you have to?
0: oh man um probably the new call of duty game because i mean basically mike (laughs) and fee play it and so generally every time the new call of duty game comes out they're like oh yeah let's go and play that and i'm like oh i guess i Um, figured you'd say final fantasy 14 online oh no 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 i played i played ff14 the beta
1: whenever it came out nah nah i'm good (laughs) uh probably mine would actually be gta5 whenever it comes out you're not looking that much forward to it no, I I stopped looking forward to GTA games after San Andreas. I played Vice City and I had a, the blast of a lifetime playing Vice City. San Andreas came out and I just didn't care anymore. I yeah. think I, I think when GTA four came out and I played it for a while, I just didn't I didn't have the same feeling uh, the the same like uh, Saints Row the third feeling, where it's just just plain fun. I I just stopped feeling that. I was just like eh. So, Grand of Auto 5 would be one of those big games by Rockstar that would come out, and I'd be like, okay, I'll pl- maybe play this,
2: but I'm not You're really hoping to pleasantly surprised by it, but you're not yeah. holding your breath. Yeah, N- I'm not. Yeah, I understand. That's exactly how I feel with, with my pick, with Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, just because <laughs> I, I can't believe that that game got a sequel. The Oh, God. That ending... I saw that,
0: you sent me that, and I was like, this isn't the real ending, is it? Like, what's the actual thing? And you were
2: like, no, no, that's it. Fade out Rastafarian music credits. Do you want to be a sniper,
1: Devin? Do you just want to train and become a sniper?
2: No, because I don't want to put my body through that kind of hell yeah that sounds like a bad idea no no i i mean that isn't that is as intense as it gets no we've also got a really a really it's it's obvious how much i play sniper games and everything but i actually like i mean that that game i was hoping it'd be a modern version of sniper elite back with the original one because it actually takes in the whole physics aspect of it bullet drop gravity wind I mean, everything involved with it and so you know sniper ghost warrior i thought would be a modern version of that the graphics look great it seemed to be doing that but it's actually all not that at all it's kind of a big joke it's a very good looking joke so i guess i'm going to find out what the new punchline is with this one just because i need to but um oh. God.
0: We, we've we actually got a really good suggestion here in the chat. Um, The new Tomb Raider game. Uh I got to play that game at STCC and I definitely see what they're saying because it's so, yeah, Laura Laura Cropped was, she's she's supposed to be awesome. She's supposed to be the hero. She's like Indiana Jones. Now imagine if you watched Indiana Jones, but for most of Indiana Jones, it was just him being like, ah! Ah! Eh, I help, ah! Help! I can't. uh. Yeah, that's basically what the new Tomb Raider game is. You're just running around and being like, "I found a boat. Uh, Get away from me! Uh, I fell down a hole." Ah."
2: That just sounds sexy.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds sexy coming from Lara Croft too. But at the same time, it's a Lara Croft. That's like (laughs) playing Metroid, Other M, and being like, "Yeah, that was Samus." (laughs) No, it wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so mad at Other M. (laughs) oh man and here i thought they were actually going to go with a grittier more realistic way at it but nope never mind well
0: that's what that's what it seemed like because she's like upside down and she's like oh my god i don't know what to do and she falls down and she's like stabbed and stuff and i'm like man awesome this is gonna be great and then they're like oh yeah it's basically warcraft being like oh no dudes keep taking advantage of me and i'm in a jungle (laughs) way
1: and i was like stop well okay here's one uh is there something that's not game related but kind of entertainment, books, movies, whatever, that you're looking forward to inter- experiencing coming up soon or something that you want to uh, go out Oh, and man.
2: In. Yeah, The um, Walking Dead, coming back, that's all. <laughs>
1: I
0: actually haven't gotten into The Walking Dead. I really kind of want to,
2: but... It's so yeah, good. Yeah, well, I kind of want to punch you, too, so I guess okay. we can work each other out.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean nothing. I, did. <laughs> um, oh, me uh, I don't know. The new Superman movie looks kind of good. Um... The uh, the new Star Trek movie looks awesome. Yep.
2: Yeah, it does. Oh, oh wait a I jeez. Uh, I
0: I went to I I saw the previews whenever I went to go see the Hobbit, and it is awesome. Oh, by the way, that's probably the other thing. If they're gonna come out with the second Hobbit movie next year, then yeah, I'll, I'll go see that.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, the new Hunger Games movie should be coming out in 2013. That's what they're shooting for, anyways. And I loved the first one, and I kind of see where it goes. So you know, I'm kind of excited for that one yeah you, no yeah. one cares sorry no one cares
0: I don't know isn't like uh, isn't Woody Harrelson in that what <laughs> yeah but
2: <laughs> thank you you just moving on
0: I don't know I'm just asking
2: moving on
0: <laughs> it's about bows or something kids in a forest I one not really paying attention
2: <laughs> bows welcome to bows the
0: movie <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that there's a Minecraft mod and it looks pretty cool bows to the boozing <laughs> i actually i so those, that's one of the Minecraft mods I want to play is um, is the Hunger Games mod. Oh, I want to get a, a group a of us
2: of together and record it. It is a lot of fun. It can actually get kind of... It can get intense, and you have a lot better chance if you play with at least one or two other people, and you're able to talk with them. So that way you can have some kind of a little alliance, because it's... its its I don't want to say it's brutal, because I mean, it's Minecraft. How brutal can you be? But it's, it's intense. It's a lot of fun. I finally finished the uh, book not too long ago so I could watch the movie and not feel bad about it, and so I could play the yeah. mod and know what's going on. And it's worth it. It's definitely
1: I'm in. worth it. Nice. i in for playing some Minecraftiness. Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: and the Ender's Game
0: movie looks good. Yes. What? They've only got one still from it, and it's Harrison Ford looking at a kid and being like, I'm Harrison Ford. And that's enough for me.
1: Wait, there's an Ender's Game movie?
0: Yes, with Harrison there's a Ford.
1: Harrison Ford?
0: Yeah, Harrison Ford is in a
2: thing. That
1: means my, that I'm going to go see it. alone. Holy crap. Yep. Uh,
2: I didn't even know about this either, honestly. I'm kind of excited. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, there's only one still from it. It looks. It looks. It looks pretty sweet. I like
2: it. Oh, man. I really there... thinking about the movies coming out, honestly. Um, wait, wait. Okay, actually, this kind of goes back to gaming, but it was gaming because of a movie. Didn't PlayStation. Weren't they making the game because of the. Um... Intro movie that was showing off the new capability, the graphics capabilities, everything about that Android girl that had a heart and a that soul. Was, oh
1: that yeah. Was a yeah. Chronic, that was Chronic Dream. That was the And yeah. uh, that was the, the that was the production video of their new engine that they use on yeah. Beyond Two Souls.
2: They said that they weren't gonna make a game out of that at all, though that was not the intent whatsoever, but because of the popularity and the intensity and the actual emotions conveyed in that that they decided to maybe go through with it anyways. Weren't they doing that? Yeah, I, that's
0: I heard. I heard something like they're going to look into it. It was called Kara, K A R A. If you want to go Google it, um, it yeah. it's the Kara Tech demo from Quantic Dream, and it's it's incredible. Basically, they're just assembling this android, and or assembling this android, and then they're talking to her and making her answer questions, and they start to disassemble her, and she's like, "Wait, no, don't do it!" And then they're <laughs> don't like, <disassemble>. "What?"
1: And <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. I'm alive. <laughs> It is pretty intense to watch, uh, and that was, like, what everybody said, like, yeah, it was intense as heck to, to watch that and, like, see all the, the facial expressions and the, and the real, uh, true emotion coming out of what you'd assume to be an android. Yeah,
0: like and it was be weird because it, too? it should have, it should have been seated very firmly in the Uncanny Valley, but it kind of wasn't. Like, I didn't feel creepy at all watching it. Right. So good for them, but, mm-hmm. um... I mean, I don't know, like, it, that's that's the problem, is that now technology has gotten so good that I think we can just barely surpass the Uncanny Valley, but it's going to take a lot of work to do. And so I think a lot of games are going to keep looking gamey and kind of cartoony, but just improving the, the resolution graphics and everything and not trying for super realism because once you get past a certain point, you're like, I don't know, this doesn't look good and it just feels weird, I just, don't, meh. I just by i
2: I'm, I'm ready for the jump to happen. Like when the jump that happened with uh, when SE and S was around, the, the graphics in those looked amazing. The colors, everything. It just it did not seem that gaming would get better than that. And then the huge jump from there to the N64. I want to see what this new jump's gonna do because it's gonna be there. And I know it's gonna be more than just oh, it's 3D gaming now. Oh, you get to use the Kinect now. Wave your arms and stuff happens. I mean, there's gonna be something big coming that I that it's kind of maybe being predicted but i can't i don't know what is actually going to happen but i'm ready for it and i want to see what it is
0: i mean the best thing that i can think of is um the oculus rift because that that looks actually pretty promising if it can deliver all of the uh all of the hardware capabilities that it says it can deliver if it can um If it, if it can actually deliver you an experience. In fact, they were talking like a guy was wearing it and playing doom three. And he said, he came up to a ledge where, I mean, you just, you just jumped down, but he came up to the ledge and he looked down and he actually got scared because of how high it was for just a split second. He was like, I shouldn't do it. This is really high. I'm going to get hurt. And then he was like, "Wait, I t- I'm in a game, and I don't have to worry about that." And like, just to be able to convey that emotion is really cool. And I think if we can deliver that with a home console, if maybe that comes bundled with the new PS4 or or the or, or you know, the Orbis, the Durango, getting to like have this over the eye set where you're where you're actually looking around, it doesn't give you a headache. Maybe it's heavy or whatever, but I, I don't know. I think I think maybe that's the next thing, or maybe um. Uh, cuz Valve is doing experiments with uh with their inputs too. Uh with the Steam Box by the way, if we haven't announced if we haven't discussed that news or anything, uh S- Valve has definitely announced that they're doing a home console. It's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be called Steambox or whatever, but it's going to be a tightly controlled console for your living room, and it's going to play PC games on your TV with a controller. Now, we don't know what that controller is, because they have also said that the keyboard and the mouse haven't really been innovated in the past uh, 10 to 15 years. You know, I mean, basically, if you go back and you take a keyboard and a mouse from 20 years ago, it's going to be equivalent to what you have right now. Maybe, you know, more technically sound, and maybe the key positions are a little different, but it's going to be a little, you know, it's going to be mostly the same. Maybe they're going to have something where you slip on gloves, you know, and you and you have uh, haptic feedback with those and you can control what you're doing with your hands. I mean, I have no idea, but that-
2: I want to see. That would be like Fry and all the people in Futurama jumping into the internet and playing video games by shooting their fingers. Oh, that I would be so be cool. Actually... Just throwing throw on gloves and the Oculus Rift and just pew-pewing pew like, all, all over the place. Run around like I run around. I'm still. I'm thinking how you could do that within a home without having to use some kind of weird circular treadmill or something, but to being able to actually be immersed into the game where you are running around. Like you said, the guy was looking down over a cliff and he felt queasy. What if you actually had to run and jump off a cliff and act like a total awesome agent of some sort. That would be cool. I don't think... It may not happen for a very, very long time, but that I want to see. That I want to actually get involved in. It'd be like paintball, but cooler.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's it's really crazy to start thinking about the future, especially whenever you take a look at you know games that have come and, and predictions that have come and gone because of the future. Where they're like, oh well, virtual Boy is the way that it's gonna go, red and black, and it's all gonna look 3D, and you're gonna look at it, and you're gonna get migraines forever, and you're gonna love it. What are you thinking, Nintendo? What are you thinking? Such a bad idea. So I
2: don't I have any promise.
0: What do I think is that you know. Next year is going to show us – I think next year more than any year, maybe except for 2014, is going to show us what the next five years in gaming is going to look like because up until now, we've built on the current hardware. I mean, Nintendo – the Wii U doesn't do anything, okay? It doesn't do anything. It doesn't push any limits really. It just says – It has
2: a tablet and it has better graphics, but it's the same. Exactly.
0: It's giving you graphics performance that you can get on a PS3 and a 360, and it's putting a tablet in your hand. Okay, those are all things I can do right now. What can I not do right now that I will be able to do in 2013 or 2014? That's what I want to know, and I want to see how they're going to build on this platform to continue going um, for the next 5 to 10 years. It's, I, I think 2013 and 14 are going to be the hallmark years that show us exactly where the future of gaming is going to be going. The future is now. Well, we're we're uh we're wrapping it all up. It's uh it's you know, it's been an hour, so it's that time. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. So uh for everybody here at Arista Gamer, we wish you happy holidays. Uh, since out. it is December we won't be talking to you again until uh until January. So uh you guys have a good month of good
2: gaming and we will see you next year. Merry Christmas and hope everyone lives.